Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Yo MMA Rap on the road edition. I am in Tampa, Florida. Puerto Rican rattlesnake Louis J. Gomez. Dave Smith, are you in Austin? Austin, Texas. Got to go do uh, Creek in the Cave tonight. Good for you, dude. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm, ha- I'm happy for you. Love Rebecca, partner in Skankfest. Also, shout out to Yo Kratom. Speaking of Skankfest, shout out to Yo Kratom for supporting this show. Without YoKratom.com, the show would not be possible. Home of the $60 kilo. Uh, great show planned today. We Look, here's the deal. We got to ad- address the elephant in the room first thing first. Dave? Sure. Lewis and Gas Digital failed to provide me with a Rode microphone. No, that's not what happened. Dave forgot to bring his Rode microphone. It's so easy. It should be waiting for me at my hotel. It's the size of a decent penis. <laughs> a decent, a decent. I also, cock. I also forgot my penis. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, yeah. If it wasn't attached to you, Dave, you probably would forget it. I, I fucked up and I forgot to pack my microphone. So if my my audio quality is off on this, I apologize. That one's on me. But we wanted to make sure we got you guys an episode. It was a big week with no UFC event and both of us being out of the studio. We yeah. could not miss this one. <laughs> we, there's so much going on in the world of Bellator. <laughs> Vic, by the way, you know, you you really do try to force Bellator into our lives every single week. And every single week, we just literally ignore it in the notes. Well, I see. I, I saw from Vic's notes, I saw that... um that Nate Diaz is uh, talking to Scott Coker. And if that's the case and Nate goes to Bellator, we will be talking quite a bit of Bellator on this show. I just Nate. didn't want to. I just, I feel bad for them. I feel like we can't, we got to give them at least one. We talked about one, one fighting already just once. So why not once one be- time for Bellator? It really is just a matter of the fighters. You know what I mean? If the fighters warn it, like we talked about one because Demetrius Johnson had like a crazy big win. That makes it worth it. Yeah, dude. I, you know, look, I can't, I can barely find time to watch all the UFC events, much less get to watch a Bellator event. You know, uh, to watch a Bellator event, it would have to be, yeah, Nate Diaz goes and fights in Bellator. But honestly, dude, I, it's, it's such a bad move for somebody that's such a star like Nate Diaz. And I'm not even hating on Bellator because I get that it's a great it's a great thing to have Bellator. And there's a lot of great fighters in Bellator. The competition only drives UFC to pay people better, you know, but it is it's genuinely the B League. Right. And when guys go there after they leave the UFC. I just they become afterthoughts and they get put into this sort of like category of guys who just couldn't cut it in the UFC. And now we're in the B leagues. And I don't want to see Nate Diaz in that light. There's just a, yeah, and I, and I, I feel like it, instead of him, you know, going out, at, you know, on top of his career. Now you're going to go out probably with a couple Bellator losses eventually. Nah, he'll fucking wreck shit over there. Uh, he's I think that Nate is doing a really interesting thing here. And so it's, it's going to be hard to see how it all plays out. But he really is doing this thing where he's like the biggest money guy in the UFC uh, outside Connor, who's not active right now. And he's saying, 
I want out of my deal. They're offering him everything to keep him in the deal. He's like, no, I just want out. He ends up going out on, he ends up, it, it turned out to look as good for him as it could possibly look. He was willing to fight the monster they wanted to put him against. That guy doesn't make weight. Then he goes out on a win. Um, I think he's, he might do something interesting. Like he may only sign like a one fight deal with them and then go just fight like one real big money fight there. Maybe go do a boxing thing after that. And he might end up back in the UFC. It, it's, I don't know. See, I still I, honestly, think that I, I think they also, there's stuff guys... waiting for him. There's stuff that Connor trilogy is still so big that he might be talked back into coming back and doing that. I don't know. Possibly. We'll see. I, it just it, really the question is this, like how much does he need the money? Right. Because I think he needs you know, it. And I, exactly. And if he doesn't need it, I could see him actually just saying retired and saying, fuck it, doing awesome. what Nick Diaz did, following the steps of his big brother. Then maybe in a couple of years coming back for a big money payday when his money starts to dwindle a little bit, you know, but like possible. Look, I, the point I'm making, though, and, and, and tell me if you agree, does does Nate Diaz going to Bellator now make you want to watch Bellator or does it make you respect Nate Diaz a little bit less or is it a little bit both? Or is it you just, you know, you just no, love me no matter what? I wouldn't respect him any less for for that. I know it would make if he went to Bellator, let's just say, and f- had like, I don't know, the Benson Henderson rematch or something like that. I'm watching. I'm watching that fight. I don't respect Nate any less. I don't know. I'd like there's there's I'm sure there's other fights there, too, that could be interesting. So, no, I think it's um at, at this point, I think that like Nate Diaz is like an OG in MMA. He's 38 or 39. Um, I think it's cool that guys who get to that level and put all those years in are able to like make big money and call their shots to some degree. I also do think, I think he's got some real interest in, in boxing a little bit. I think he'd want a big name and a big money fight. Um, but I think he's that at least that's what he said. I take him at his word. He yes. said, uh, he said, Jake Paul's on the table, by the way, he's 37 years old and you guys keep what dismissing happened? the pound for pound Best fighter in MMA history, Patricky Pitbull. Patricky Pitbull. Yes, you're right. Uh, fine. If there's one fight that I'm going to watch Bellator for, it's Patricky Pitbull versus Nate Diaz. But all right, let me ask you a question. Does Nate Diaz, can Nate Diaz sell a pay-per-view for Bellator? I don't think so. I think Nate Diaz goes to Bellator and they try to put it on pay-per-view. It bombs. It tanks. I really genuinely do. I think a big part of the dance is the UFC marketing machine and what that means, you know, and there's a reason we haven't seen really anybody leave the UFC and go out and make millions and millions and millions of dollars and and be a massive star out of the UFC, except for the guys who went to the WWE. That's a different story. Um, But in fighting, it just ain't happening. You know, boxing seems to be the new route. And by the way, you sort of looked at me like I was a fool last week for talking about Jake Paul being a a legitimate um, thing. But um. This is kind of interesting. Yeah, we talked we talked about Jay, the possibility of him versus Jake Paul, um, and you feel like he would stay in the UFC, and maybe maybe not. I think that fight is what, very Nate Diaz, yeah, versus versus Jake Paul. No, I thought I think that that could happen. I think the Anderson Silva fight um, steps on the the toes of that a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I think Anderson Silva now he got another big name from MMA, and I think again I could be wrong about this because I've been wrong before about Jake Paul. But I really do think Anderson Silva is going to fuck up Jake Paul in this yeah. fight. There's a lot of question marks there. He's old, and you know who knows. And Jake Paul, like you've pointed out before, he's getting better. Anderson is is not. Um, I just unquestionably no Jake Paul is getting this. better. And I'm not saying that. I, this is not even me saying that I pick Jake Paul over Anderson because I pick Anderson over Jake Paul. But I do. It's not like 
Like I was more sure at the time that Ben Askren was going to beat Jake Paul than I am now about Anderson Silva. Do you understand what I mean by that? Hold on, what happened? Yeah, I lost you. Sorry, sorry. My headphones keep fucking cutting out. I, I don't know what's going on with these. I'll just play it out of my speaker. Um, Do you know what I mean by that? I I, I get what you're saying. Um, we knew a lot less about. Uh, like, I don't want, but I don't want the fans to call me an idiot right now. I want them to understand what I mean by that. I yeah. I, I know that Anderson Silva has a hundred times better of a chance than Ben Askren, but at the time I was not on Jake Paul's hype at all. So I was like, oh, Ben Askren's been he's fought with world champions. He's he's knows how to avoid being hit. He's it seems so hit. ridiculous in hindsight. Yes, but I understood at the time. Uh, I was I was sure. I was 100% certain that Ben Askren was winning that fight. And right now I'm like 75-25 and Anderson takes it. I, 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 At this point, I'm like, if Jake Paul and Ben Askren boxed 1,000 times, I don't think Ben Askren gets one. No. I think he loses every single time. First round he, knockout every time. He cannot be that guy at boxing. In a, um, Avengers, was it Infinity War? Where, like, uh, Doctor Strange, he, like, travels through time and sees, like, a million different outcomes. And it was, like, every time except for one. There's one chance we get this. Because he, he went to every, like, alternative universe. And in every fucking universe, Ben Askren's getting fucking flatlined in the first round with an overhand right by Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that, that does seem to be what would happen. I understood at the time, we really didn't know, like, how can Jake Paul act? We had seen him beat Nate Robinson. That's all we had seen from Jake Paul at that time. This is, you know, this is different. All that being said, I know I, I don't I don't agree with you. I was uh, I was, I think, leaning toward Jake Paul would probably win that fight. And I'm more, much more convinced that Anderson Silva will beat him. I just don't. It's like no matter what, seeing a lot of this stuff. And it makes you go like, well, I guess I don't know anything about fucking anything. But, you know, I don't know anything. If he could beat Tyron Woodley, like, I guess I was just wrong about all this shit because I thought Tyron Woodley would beat him. But I still just cannot fathom, as, as impressed as I am with Jake Paul, I cannot fathom that Anderson Silva doesn't go out there and just fucking really, really fuck him up in this fight. Yeah, I like to think so, too. Uh, but here's this whole thing. We're talking about Nate Diaz negotiating with all these people, right? We're talking. He's talking to Bellator. He's talking to Jake Paul. But Ariel Hawani came out and said something to this effect. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, Hawani said, where is this? Where's this quote? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Um, he says that Scott Coker is a liar about negotiating with, with uh, Nate Diaz because um, it's not true. I don't believe it. It's actually illegal. Diaz is in an exclusive three month negotiation period with the UFC, meaning he can't talk to anyone and he hasn't talked to anyone. So the idea. But if Nate Diaz said he, the, the Jake Paul fights on the table, in what regard? He just said he's interested in it. Yeah, I think he's just been saying that for a long time. He's interested. Okay. He wasn't saying that they've sat down and had any negotiations or anything like that. You know, I also think that it's it's possible that this is, you know, that, that this is a strong way to just negotiate with the UFC to really sell on the idea that, like, I have these other options. And, you know, I'm sure that he's 37 years old. He also could just be retiring. Yeah, it, you that's know, true. It, that's true. It, uh, we uh, it, it would actually really to be honest with you. I think that's the best fucking route. 
I think he probably should retire. I think he went on a great win over Tony Ferguson, you know, end of Tony Ferguson's career as well, right? This is where it's at. He is from a generation. He's from the last generation. And Dan, I know he's pissed off at Daniel Cormier. And I want to, I want to, I want to talk, I want to get your opinion on this and get your reaction to this. But I think Daniel Cormier, what actually, what he said was really accurate, was really, really accurate, was very, very fair. So um, this is what Ariel, oh, I'm sorry, what um, Daniel Cormier said. Um, on ESPN. This on ESPN. Thank you, Vic. Uh, Nate Diaz not fighting Hamza was a gift from God. Like that is literally the best case scenario for him. I will sit here and say this without a shadow of a doubt. He was going to lose to Hamzat Shemaev, and he was going to lose badly. As much as Nate dismisses the guy, he just doesn't have the skill set to stop a guy, stop the guy from doing what he does. So I want your reaction to that, and then I'll give you Nate's reaction as well. So I agree completely wholeheartedly. I think what we saw with Hamzat, what he what he did to, what's his name, um, who's a 185-pounder, you know, um, uh, Kevin oh, Holland, um, uh, 185 pounder who uh, honestly very athletic, you know, definitely, I would say more, um, you know, I, I don't think Nate Diaz was stopping the takedown more effectively than Kevin Holland was right. Yeah, probably, probably not. Better from his back, you know, very, very much better from his back, you know, higher level jujitsu guy, but Kevin Holland I mean, is Kevin extremely Holland high, level, Kevin extremely Holland high level. It's, it's Nate, you know, Nate Diaz is, I mean, he's never been submitted in the UFC. He's he's fought in the UFC and fought all the top guys for a very long time. Now, obviously, Hamzad is like the next generation of very, of very top guys. But there's a strong argument to be made that it would be much harder for Hamzad to like quickly submit Nate Diaz than it was yeah. to quickly submit Kevin Holland. Sure. He, he probably wasn't going to quickly submit him. He's probably going to knock him out and get on top of him. I don't. I don't know. I, listen, I understand where Daniel Cormier is coming from. This it's a tough thing, I think, to be like one of those guys, like what to be an MMA analyst or uh, commentator when you were just a fighter and you have relationships with like all these guys and you know them and you got to go up there and say, ah, this guy would have fucked this guy up. And I can't understand where, from Nate Diaz's perspective, I'm sure it's a bit like I don't know, dude. I, I came there to fight the guy. I took the fucking fight. I made the weight. He missed weight. Then I took the fight on one day notice, a different fight. And now you're like, oh, you're lucky because that guy would have fucked you up. I can understand where that would rub him the wrong way. I get I get why DC would say that. On paper, Hamza was a big favorite. I don't think that it's 100%. I think nothing's 100%. And Nate, Nate responds. Especially, especially Nate. at this level. Nate responded, respect your OG, you fat motherfucker on Twitter. <laughs> and he makes a good point, too. You know, Cormier just wrote, Nathan, relax. Um, yeah, I mean, Nate's fucking realized, dude. You got to love it, right? Yeah, um, but, you know, he, look, Cormier, and you're right. These guys are in a position where, you know, they talk. They talk on mic. They have their own podcast. They have ESPN deals. And they're also, like, Cormier is particularly good. Cormier is great. I, I like listening to Cormier a lot. Obviously, Bisping's great. Chell Sonnen's, like, incredible. You listen to certain guys that, and it's they speak about the sport in a, you know, in a, such an insightful way because they've walked the walk on the championship level. It's not even like a, hearing, like, a, you know, a young guy talk about the fight that, that trains or whatever, or even a UFC fighter that trains at the highest level. We're talking about, like, championship level, been down the fucking, like, five you know five rounds with the toughest people in the fucking world fought the pound for pound best guys in the world as well like in their prime 
all those guys, Cormier, Bisping, Chelsonen, those guys have that experience. It's a very, very different level of experience. They're, they're, they understand. And then they also understand the other side of it, which is just coming up and, and you know, coming up at a different time in the UFC where the, the money wasn't as good. The deals weren't as good. Yeah. It's a it's a different thing. So, um, you know, Cormier is great and people want to hear his opinion. And, you know, he's got to give it sometimes and you're going to hurt people's feelings and you're going to piss people the fuck off. And that's just sort of like, um, you know, it's par for the course. So unfortunately, you know, he pissed off Nate Diaz and it sucks because I like Cormier and I like Nate Diaz. But I do love watching it all happen and unfold and oh, just the, yeah. the drama. Of <laughs> the course. Best. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's makes, the best. It makes us um, all little girls just to watch it. I will say the, the thing that's really interesting about all of this and and um, it, is that. So you saw Hamza tweeted 185. Did you see that? Yeah. So I got to say, the more I'm thinking about this, just moving forward with the UFC, I go, God damn, dude. That's more interesting. I just, the more I think about this, I go, I just had this guy in my head at 170 so much. And you're like, oh, he could fight Usman. That'd be an interesting fight. And you fight Leon Edwards. That'd be a really interesting fight. Um, but now, if he goes up to 185, which is very possible, I mean, he missed the weight by a lot. And he's a very big 170 pounder. There are so many fights. He's just beefing with Paul Acosta. We'd love to see that fight. What a, how excited would you be to see that fight? How about him versus Whitaker? How excited would you I mean, be? There's also a bunch of guys that were 170 years that that sort of had the similar, you know, Gasolum, Whitaker. Yeah. You know, he'll yeah, he'll he'll fit in fine, you know. And also and him versus- I, I'm assuming him moving to 185 was almost like a behind the scenes, like, hey dude, if you want to make things right with the UFC, you gotta move to 185. You, you, you to, to risk missing weight ever again, like you're gonna fucking lose your job, it's not worth it. Luckily, if he does lose at 185, he always has the option to go back down to 170. Um, I think he can make the weight. He has, right? He has before, on short notice. You got to, especially if there's a guy who's like, he's not just a guy like, oh, he fights at the, this division. Like, he's a guy who people are looking at like, he, he might be the next thing. You know, he might be the next, he, he, he might be champion for seven years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if that's the case, you want to know he can make that weight consistently. You know what I mean? And and right now in his biggest money fight ever, he missed the weight. So it at least, by the way, Khabib had problems uh, making 155. And I then think he, he missed like, twice. Yeah, and then he got a nutritionist and like changed up his whole shit. And then yeah, but I think that's yeah. what he needs to do. I, yeah, I he mean, could, you know, he you could need... go that route. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying if he's, he's tweeting out 185 now, going to 185, the two fights I just named, and a fight against either yes, uh, yes, yes, or yes. Pereira. Hey, look, look, here's the thing. Like, you just stay on this for a second. I get yes, there's lots of interesting fights at 185. It's fucking unprofessional and shitty that he just doesn't make 170. He can make 170. He wasn't sucked out. It it you literally need to do what everybody else does, you know. And if he didn't make 170, it's because he fucked up somewhere in that training camp. He just wasn't dieting the way that he should have. He wasn't training the way that he should have. He wasn't motivated. Maybe he just looked at Nate Diaz and he was like, I'm going to fucking murder this guy. He does not have any chance to stop me. I don't need to to torture myself the way that I normally would. There was no motivation there. So I'm just saying that, you know, it's an insight into sort of his professionalism to not make the weight, right? And um, 185, yes, I agree. Look, I think Israel Adesanya has real problems. With Hamza Shemaev, real, real, real problems. I think that his wrestling is too good, and I think that Israel's too green in jujitsu um, to be able to play off his back against a guy like that, right? And we we watch if Israel they were sort fighting, of have- if they were fighting tomorrow, dude, 
and gun to my head, I had to put money on it. I'm putting it on Hamzad. Yeah, I just don't. And I would just put money on Hamzad. No gun to my head. Give me that bet right now, please. Well, I'm going to kill you and take your money. No matter who you put it on. I have a gun to your head. Put this gun on the line, please. (laughs) Also known as the Chechen Sunday. Put a gun to your head. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he's so good at wrestling. That's what his father would do as a baby. You you take down this bear or I shoot you. I kill you unless you out wrestle bear. Um, But I just think I agree with you. I mean, I just think like the guy's going to just keep coming and coming with takedowns and, and Izzy's not going to be able to stop. Uh, he's going to end up on the ground. And I think he's going to dive on a neck or some submission and fucking. I, yeah, I just think I don't know. You see the picture of Kevin Holland's eyes were fucking. Uh, you see, he posed a picture of his eyes. that were all like fucking bloodshot and shit. They're red. Yeah. Yeah, because he fucking squeezed him so hard in that choke. To he like blood fucking, vessels. He retired, yeah. dude. He retired Kevin Holland. He said, I guess he, like, he, got, a, he got a big he got a big payday. And he goes, well, dude, I mean, he got fucking literally smoked by a guy in a lower weight class. You know, Jesus Christ. Just from the squeeze. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I mean, it wasn't from anything else. Nothing else happened in the fight. He didn't hit him. That was fuck. That's like in um, Casino when he puts his head in the vice. <laughs> it's literally Johnny M. Johnny M. You stupid mother! <laughs> you stupid motherfucker for that piece of shit! <laughs> Just squeezing him, dude. Um, that's fucking wild. But yeah, yeah, that's another thing that happened this week. Was Kevin Holland announced his retirement? I don't know how much they paid him. Is it disclosed how much they gave him? But not enough to retire. Calm down, Kevin Holland. In Kevin Holland's mind, it probably is. Well, I mean, also, I'm retired. I made two hundred thousand dollars. We gotta understand, like, for also for Kevin Holland, like, what a mind fuck that must be, right? You like, you're you're going like, I want to be the best in the world, and you lose like that. It's not like you got caught. It's not like you got knocked out. You're like, you got a guy that you're like, I couldn't stop him. I couldn't. There's nothing I could do. He, Kevin Holland, saw in that moment, he was like, oh shit, I need to rethink what i'm doing in my life got a good run um had a good run 30 and a little over a month got paid i'm out next career choice um but i mean that's that is that's very much has to do with it if, if he's really truly retired right maybe he's trolling maybe he's just down on himself maybe that's you know yeah, he yeah. It that way very he very well could be like no i'm fighting still fuck it that's crazy um but if he does retire dude Think about what that is, right? It's not about the money so much. I think it's more about the way that he got finished. And you have to look at yourself and go, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I can't. It's like being a comedian who never, ever, ever gets laughs, right? Never. And you're just like, at one point, you look in the mirror, you, go, you know what, dude? I I can't do this job. I'm I not. Don't know. This- I mean, you keep showing up. That is true. Yeah, it's. Well, it's not just that, dude. It's because he was he was doing good. He was undefeated at 170. And. He was looking really good in his last few fights. It's just if you're trying to be the best and then to realize that the guy at the top of that division, you know, at least he was in that division. They were both fighting in the same two divisions that the guy who's not the champion, but the guy who's like the next number one contender, he's not like a level above you. He's like five levels above you. You know what I mean? That is just like, whoa. And you almost go like, how are you even ever going to close the gap to be as as good as that guy? I mean, look, this is what this is what Khabib looked like at 155 for a while before Oliveira really came on, and then there was at least potentially a bit, an interesting challenger. But it was like he'd fight these guys like it just didn't look like 
I mean, you literally have to wait for Hamzat to retire to feel like you got a chance. And that's crazy. That's a mind fuck. Well, I remember this happening with guys. It is always happening in, in uh, the UFC. But I remember after like Rich Franklin's second fight with Anderson Silva, where you're just like, you're just you're not going to be champ again, dude. Like you could keep fighting and you, there's good fights, interesting fights for you out there. But this dude is just on a different level. And uh, that w- it was a fight like that. Look, I will say, I, I guess in Kevin Holland's defense, um, he was tr- that's a lot to be thrown at you in 24 hours when you've been training for a striker, like, not just a grappler, but the scariest fucking grappler. But it's just the way it was done, the way it happened. Yeah, it's just like losing to him. If he was like, oh, fuck, dude, I got out wrestled for two rounds. Then he stopped me or I got caught in a choke. Like, he's really good. Damn, I should have really prepared for that. Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to the drawing board. It's like, it's just like, it, 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 I mean, Cormier said it best. It was actually a really funny line in the um, the broadcast. He goes, that would, that's what it would be like if I tried to take Dana White down. He'd have nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, it's the equivalent of like, you know, somebody who didn't know how to wrestle like that's got to fucking really fuck with you. So whatever. I mean, look, good for Kevin Holland. If he does retire and if he did make enough money to go start like a, a new career, I completely get it. Um, you know, that is just a kind of a fucking crazy way to lose. All right, Dave, let's take a quick moment and thank you. Kratom.com for supporting today's show. If you guys are over 21 years old and you're in the market for Kratom, you got to get it from your Kratom.com. You absolutely do. The the best Kratom, the best price, and it's shipped right to your door. And they're yeah. the reason this show exists. Yeah, it's a $60 kilo. It's why we named the show Yo MMA is because it was a nod to Yo Kratom. Very few people know that. That's literally the reason why we went with Yo MMA rap, um, because Yo Kratom was that instrumental in us starting the show. So support Yo Kratom if you're in the market for Kratom. $60 for a kilo, shipped right to your door. Nice and easy peasy. YoKratom.com. All right, where were we? Um, so look, I know that Vic hates us talking about um, Skankfest fights. I, I don't hate it. He hated it. He, I just don't think he, we spent 30 minutes on it. We had a whole board meeting. He called He called the big bosses in last week after the show. And well, I got in trouble. That happened. I'm sorry. I got in trouble. I got in trouble with the higher ups. Because... I just feel like none of the other MMA shows out there are doing any analysis of the Skankfest shows. Yeah, dude. So it's like, I don't know. It's so Skankfest above Bellator. <laughs> oh, yeah. I respect Ellis Mania Skankfest fights more than I respect Bellator. Put it out. Put it out in the um, the poll. Do you respect so, uh, uh, Do you respect Ellis Mania at Skankfest more than Bellator? So, as everyone uh, knows, at Skankfest we have Mike Harrington fighting Yoel Romero. It's a uh, <laughs> dude. Yoel Romero's really falling off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so Booger Beard is fighting Harrington. We talked about it last week on the show. Uh, Brian, who's actually filling in right now on the production side. Thank you, Brian, um, who knows Harrington very well, works with Harrington. Up, hate, I think he hates Harrington, pretty I sure. I hate Harrington. I've he just seen, sucks a lot. I've, I've had moments where I was concerned that Brian was about to hit Harrington. Like literally um, moments where I've like taken him outside the studio and been like, let's go. Okay, let's just go breathe for a second. It, buddy. it takes years of somebody being inept to, for me to get that angry at them <laughs> yeah it's true so B- brian just wrote in the chat he goes uh booger beard is gonna beat harrington to death brian why do you think that booger beard's like 6'3 240 pounds yeah that is true that is it's it's a fair point harrington's like five five nine and he's shaped like a bag of leaves booger beard looks like he's out of a viking movie 
Harrington is shaped like a bag of leaves. That's a good description. Yeah, Harrington's body looks like he was put together, um, but with like like one of those Halloween um, dummies. <laughs> like you just you shove a bunch of like <laughs> leaves. <laughs> you know what? You guys nailed it already. <laughs> you guys had the whole thing with the leaves. It worked. I don't know why I tried to reinvent it in my own way. <laughs> um, um, look, there's an, that was my first initial thought. But then when I thought about it more, I was like, eh, if this guy really doesn't train at all, hasn't done anything. Harrington has been boxing for a while. He probably should be able to beat this guy. Yeah, I look, I, I train a decent amount and I'm a big guy. I'm 6'1", I'm 225, 230 pounds, right? So Harrington is used to dealing with a big guy. Now, he's used to losing to that big guy. Yeah, right? I fuck, I, 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 I mean, I lay it on Harrington with ease, with ease. Well, right? train like you fight. Well, he, here's the thing. Like, I think... Booger Beer's just going to have a hard time knocking Harrington out. Harrington's got a good chin. He's got a hard head. And I think he's got enough experience to weather the storm. And if you can't lift your arms or move your legs and you're not training, you're going to have trouble. And, and no matter how big you are, the, the bigger you are, that's probably the worst off for you. Look, you know. I just want to say that I'm not against talking about this Harrington stuff. I actually got involved and tried to do some trash talking on his behalf because I don't think he's selling this fight as much as Boogerbeard is. Boogerbeard's really selling it. He's Boogerbeard really selling, selling this fight. I even spoke on your behalf and on the behalf of um, Gas Digital and Mike Harrington, and I let everybody know that, you know, Boogerbeard's not going to just walk all over Harrington. Wait, you're, 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 are you speaking as Harrington? As Harrington and as you and Gas Digital. <laughs> do, do you, you know, you can... <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't see any of this. Me neither. We're really not getting a lot of engagement on this Twitter account. Guys. I got to read this. Hold on. Go to, go to, go to number one. Who the fuck do you think you are, Booger Beard? I'm the Mike Harrington. I spar with blue belts. You're a man with boogers in your beard. You're going to get on social media platform and run me down? I'll put up my firstborn child to show you that I'm that confident. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Let's see. Here's the bet. If I win, you shave your beard into a Fu Manchu. If you win, you can take over Legion of Skanks. I grew up with baby rattlesnakes in my crib. Every Thanksgiving... I surround the turkey with broken glass. Why am I mentioning these things? Because I'm fucking insane. Number three, as sure as Luis J. Gomez loves the musical Grease is how sure I am that I'll beat you down. Sile Bender will open a letter filled with unkempt chin hair and the snot of a pick of a loser mixed with blood. It will s sort of look like the Metallica load co album cover. Vic, you're just a lunatic. This is, this is what we need. This is what we need. Fremont Street will weep with while Luis Gomez does the hand jive as his hero John Travolta did. And that's, and I said it's from all of you guys. It's from all of you. All right. Well, thank you. Did Boogerbeard reply to any of this? No, he's too big for me. No. Yeah. But all right. So Boogerbeard has been talking shit. Now, here's the thing I spoke with Jake Shields. Jake Shields is coming to Skankfest to corner Boogerbeard. That, that, that helps. And, uh, Stylebender, Israel Adesanya said that he would come to Skankfest to be in Boogerbeard's corner as well. Did you see that on Twitter? You sent it. I, I sent that over to you guys. So he said, he said, I'll come, but he spelled come C U M. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, know what, what Stylebender is going to do to Mike Harrington, but he's going to. 
It's going to jizz. Words. It's going to jizz on him, Dave. I mean, I don't think it's that difficult to <laughs> read the word. He's going to come on Mike Harrington. All right. But um, Harrington is not going to be taking any of this shit, man. There is. I'm not going to let a booger beard. A guy named Booger Beard is not going to run through Harrington. Harrington. Harrington has a lot to offer. He frustrates Brian. I don't know him too well, but I'm not afraid to speak on his behalf to defend his actions. Well, look, Harrington is on Team Rattlesnake. I'll be in his corner. I'm pretty sure Mickey Gall's coming out to Skankfest. Mickey might be in his corner. We're gonna. It's gonna be. There's gonna be a big fight. The Booger Beer and Harrington saga is gonna heat up over the next three weeks. We are also you fighting anyone at Skankfest, Lewis? I'm not exactly sure yet. Maybe I'll dress up like a pinata again. Maybe I'll do some sort of. I just think uh, I think Harrington should have a bunch of Bellator fighters in his corner. <laughs> Yeah, dude, maybe we'll see what happens. It's funny, though, right? Like, I, I remember kind of feeling that way, the same way we were talking about Bellator, talk, feeling that way about Strike Force, you know? But then, like, yeah. looking back at it, you're like, Strike Force was fucking stacked with talent, dude. Like, they yeah. were such a better, like, other organization. Yeah, but you know what? And, and the reality is, after. So the UFC is sort of like acquiring all the competition, WEC, Strike Force, Pride, they, they bought out everybody essentially. Um, you know, I remember sort of having that thought, like, oh, are these guys going to be able to hang? And half of them did, half of them didn't. A lot of guys. But not only, of, but the half that did, didn't only hang. They became, yeah. like, superstars. Yeah, Daniel Cormier. Uh, Rockhold. Yeah, uh, Rockhold. That's a great one, yeah. Uh, you know, Jake Shields, Nick Diaz. These guys, I mean, Nick Diaz. Had yeah, been but those guys were, yeah, those, they, they were UFC No, but Jake guys. Shields? Yeah, had Shields wasn't. Is Jake Shields went, and he came in and fought for the title, you know what I mean? And went the distance with George St. Pierre. And, like, I mean, there were, like, they had guys who came in that really became, and even the guys, uh, Tim Kennedy had a good run in, in yep. the UFC. And like, there's like, there's a lot of really, really good fighters. Uh, Jacare Souza had a really good run in the UFC. A lot, a lot of good fighters over there. Let's take a, a quick moment, Dave, and do some plugs. Oh, yeah. Plug it up, baby. Well, what do you, what do you have to plug? Well, I'm going to go do shows right now, but I guess that's uh, that'll be over by the time people listen to this. Um, we got Skankfest next month, uh, of course. Looking forward to that. And then New Year's Eve, me and you are going to be at the uh, the Comedy Store doing a couple of uh, New Year's Eve shows. So come on out to that. I'll get I'll get those links uh, up on my uh, site as soon as I uh, as soon as I get them. But yeah, so we got that, and of course, part of the problem, and uh, Legion of Skanks. Hell yeah. Yeah, go subscribe to Gas Digital in general for all of the shows here on the network. You guys unlock hundreds of episodes, thousands of episodes of all of our podcasts that are not available anywhere else. They're ad-free, uncensored. You get pre-release on all these shows. You get access to the racist live chat, which is always, it's always a lot of fun. We always interact with the racist live chat. Um, but yeah, use that promo code Yo MMA. Get yourself a seven-day free trial. Save a dollar fifty a month on your membership. And uh, yeah, please support Gas Digital because we are constantly growing. Um, live dates coming up this weekend. I will be in Plano, Texas. The Offend Everyone Tour. Me and Aaron are having a ton of fun. We are. I, I figured out how to offend people finally, Dave, because we haven't been able to offend anybody on the tour. But I realized that if I start trashing pit bulls and their owners, that is a hot button topic that pit bull they do not. Pit bull owners do not like you. Especially your them. fan base. Your fan base is like sixty percent pit bull owners. Yeah, dude. So uh, the, the singer uh, or the dog. The singer, yes, dude. I, I trash pit bull and oh. all of his music. Okay, I was thinking. Be careful. You won't be allowed in South America. Yeah. No, no that's actually, that's pit bulls. The, the dogs, I call them baby killers, and people get very, very upset. Not happy about it. 
So anyway, come see me live, Plano, Texas. Me and Aaron Berg will be there next week. And then obviously Skank Fest. Uh, but next month, at the end of the month, I will be in Philadelphia. Me and Aaron Berg are also doing the Offend Everyone tour for the New York Comedy Festival at The Stand, I believe, on November 11th. So come out to that if you guys are in the New York City area. Maybe you're going to go watch UFC November 12th for Madison Square Garden. I think I am. So, um, yeah, come out that night. The night before, we'll be partying for the New York Comedy Festival. Lots of other stuff coming up. Go to lewisofskanks.com to grab tickets for those shows and more. I'm going to be traveling all over the country. If you guys keep on checking back, all the all the dates are up on my website. November, December, January are all basically packed with different cities. So come out and see me perform stand-up comedy live. I think you will really enjoy yourself. The tour has been great. Um, all right. Can, can I also thank Sheath? Because they sent me a care package. Um, nice. Nice. And uh, I love it. I do. Uh, it's made me very confident. I do my Polynesian war chants on the front porch every morning. <laughs> Let everybody know that they're not, they're getting a different victor here. You know, that's how it's going. I love it. They will they'll change your life. Those sheath underwear. They really are great. Should have been that. That's just the, the reality. It's a great fucking underwear. What do you want me to say? Um, all right, real quick. Let's take a moment to thank sheath for being a sponsor of this show. Sheath underwear, the best underwear in the world. Unquestionably, Vic, I know you got your package. You mentioned. Yeah, I was really happy with it. I'm and I'm not going to lie to you. I feel more aerodynamic. Yeah, dude. Andre, Andre Agassi talked about it with his hair. I feel that way with these sheath underwear. Do you use the sheath? Do you, do you sheath your cock and balls or do you let it just you do you use them like regular underwear? I went for the full experience. So I, I'm in I'm in it to win it. Yeah, as, as I like to say, <laughs> I love the duo patches. They're great. I love it. I, I I get to feel like an underwear model. It makes my it makes it look like I have a nice package for the first time in my entire life. The actual material is super comfortable. It's moisture wicking technology. It's breathable. So if you're in the summertime and you're being athletic, it's super um, uh, cool. But also they're they're in the winter time. They're warm and comfortable, and they, they they make you feel great. I don't know what else to say about it. They legitimately. I know they pay us to say it, but just go get a pair of sheath underwear. You're never going to wear a different pair of underwear. I guarantee it. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Sheathunderwear.com. Go there. And by the way, guys, if you want to save 20% off your entire order, use the promo code YO20. When you check out, you're going to get 20% off. And guess what? Their shipping is super fast, guys. You get those underwear in just a couple days. Hell yeah. Where were we? So, all right. In other Skankfest news, we've also signed Paco versus Dylan. We don't got to get a a whole breakdown on it, though. But, uh, Brian, what do you think about Paco versus Dylan? I think this is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> first of all, pa- I don't think Paco's ever fought anybody or been hit in his life. And Dylan, I mean, from the last couple times I've seen footage of Dylan, he hasn't fought or been hit in his life either. So, uh, I mean, what is this for? Uh, Dylan has been hit in his life. He was hit by Mike Harrington several times. Yeah, I watched it. But Didn't like, handle it great. And also probably Corinne Fisher, to be honest. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, who who's this for? How'd this come to be? Um, first of all, I am the Sean Shelby of Skankfest Ellis Mania. Okay. And but I you wouldn't let me bare knuckle box Harrington in your backyard. Well, you're not going to bare knuckle box Harrington. If you want, why don't you step up and fucking fight the winner of Booger Beard Harrington, Brian? Be a man. Sure. <laughs> That's all it took. All right. Who's it for? It's fun. What do you the skank fest comes around? Alice Manning comes around. It who's it for? It's for yourself. You want to test yourself. You want to go in and see if you can fucking stand in the center of a ring with another dude in a safe environment amongst a bunch of screaming crazy fans 
It's just a ton of fun. You didn't put if you're not afraid of being punched in the face. It's I, I mean, it's really exhilarating. It's more fun than playing basketball or a game of pickup fucking. I guess that's basketball football. You didn't put air oh, quotes up around. It's more fun than basketball or a pickup game guys. of shooty hoops. <laughs> or, may, or that game pickup sticks. You remember pickup <laughs> sticks, you know, with the little sticks. I'm just wondering how this came to be. Did they just be like bump into each other in the office one day? Do they have beef? Is there like a backstory? No, Lewis just said you're both fired unless you fight each other. I like that. No, uh, Paco's been training with us and he was like, oh, I kind of want to fight at Skankfest. And I was like, why don't you fight Dylan? He was like, I would do that. And then I asked Dylan. Dylan was kind of being a little bitch about it. But then I gaslit him. And at the end of the call, he was like, yeah, I'll fight. He doesn't even understand how it happened. Oh, easy day. That's great then. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, guys. Tune in. It'll be on um it'll be on mintcomedy.com. You guys will be able to tune in to Skankfest Weekend. 12 different streams on mintcomedy.com. You can buy them individually or buy an entire weekend pass. The streams will be on demand for 72 hours after they go live. I know Dave, you're doing part of the problem. We're gonna be doing um uh, multiple Legion of Skank shows, goddamn comedy jam, kill Tony. There's a bunch of streams that are gonna be exclusively available through Mint Comedy. And Mint Comedy does a fucking killer job. Like uh, I mean, I'm not gonna trash the last company we worked with. They were great. Mint Comedy, it's just a fucking crystal clear, beautiful stream. The product the entire production is done by them. It's really incredible. So we're super excited. If you guys can't be at Skankfest, please, please go and watch it online. I have the Booger Beard call out video in case you want it. What's the Booger Beard call-out video? No, we, we saw this already. We got this I, on the show. Yeah, we saw it. My yeah. bad. It's all right. No, that, 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 was, that one was the, the invitation. That was him inviting Adesanya, but it's we don't need to watch it. Oh, right. I got it. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he invited him. It's okay. And by the way, earlier... Look, UFC is in town that weekend as well. What UFC is in town on September 15th or October 15th? In New York, isn't that? No, 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 no. It's in Vegas. The UFC oh, the is in New Vegas. York one. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, UFC fight night, Grasso versus Arujo. Chick fights. Oh my, God. oh, my God. Nobody's going to that. Guys, listen, if you want to use your UFC tickets for Skankfest, you could just use them instead. If you want to come watch Harrington versus Paco, or I'm sorry, Paco versus Dylan instead. You're going to tell me you're not more intrigued in Paco versus Dylan <laughs> than <laughs> who is it? Alexa Grasso, Vivian Arujo. Dave. I don't think they've got the main event for that card. That can't be the main event. It's literally called UFC Fight Night Grasso versus Arujo. <laughs> Pull up three different Hispanic women, one of them being Arujo, and let's see if Dave can tell us which one is Arujo. Why would you do this to me? Or <laughs> me, I'll play too. Um, we right. can pull up three different Hispanic fighters, and let's see if we can point out who, which one is. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who Arujo who Arujo is. That's hard to say. Who Arujo? Arujo. Is that what Gavin McGinnis says? Am I a proud boy now? Arujo. I think you've been a proud boy for many years. You're just in denial. Um, I just want to say, by the way, earlier, while, while we're pulling this up, earlier, I'd said, I put, I'm the one that said, Scott Coker, you're a liar, not Ariel Helwani. But that's basically what his tweet said. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Why are you having me fucking say that Ariel Helwani called Scott Coker a liar? Because that's essentially what the tweet said. It said it's not. None of this is true. He said you're a troublemakers. Look, man. Wait, hold on. Let me read this. Ariel Hawani threatened Scott Coker's life. It's all true. All right. It says right here. Ariel Hawani threatens to 
fuck Scott Coker's wife to death with his nose. Hey, thanks, Dave. Thanks oh. for Dave, you know what I like, Dave? Dave usually just yawns right in our face. Today he's been trying to hold them in, which is really nice. Sorry, I've been I got no sleep last night. I apologize. It's all right. I'm just fucking with you. Look, I like D- to... Dave's looking handsome. He's ready for a show tonight. Uh, Dave, you're looking very, very you, you're spiffy today. I'm telling you that. No, oh, thank you. I like it. I like your hotel room too, Dave. It looks nice. Yeah, it's a nice room. Um, all right. So what else is going on here this past week? So Mike Perry wants Diaz and Bare Knuckle, blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, I'm I'm done with Nate Diaz news for this week. Um he was all last thing, he was also hanging out with Stephanie McMahon at Triple H. I did see that. He dabbed up Stephanie McMahon. What is that? He dabbed her up. What does that mean? Yeah, he was like, yo, yeah, yo, what up? Hey, Stephanie McMahon. Well, did you see the Floyd Mayweather fight uh, that happened in Japan? No, all right, let, let's see a highlight. Floyd fought? I didn't even know he was fighting. He was fighting in Ryzen. And he fought this uh, YouTuber slash MMA uh, guy. It's on the notes here. Let me look at the name here because I never remember those names unless I read them. Uh, Asakura. 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 Makuru Asakura. Yeah, I got the end of the fight right here. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you very much, Victor. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, who is this Asakuto guy? He's a rising fighter. He's a uh, MMA guy? Yeah. But he's more known for YouTube stuffs. Hands. This is in the second round, by the way. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you right now, he looks like he's actually throwing with this guy, whereas when he was fighting Logan Paul, it looked like he was just in a sparring session, which is interesting. Yeah, it was a real fight. Like, uh, what ended up happening in the fight? The guy wobbled Mayweather once. It like Mayweather got hit. It uh, makes me think that maybe Connor has a shot if they fight again. But what happened in the fight? Like, what was the result of it? A TKO Mayweather TKO'd him. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, good for him. All right. I just yeah. sent the ending to you right there. The last, literally, the last fifteen seconds. If you want to pull. Yeah, that yeah. Up. Let's watch the last, uh, last little bit. Yeah, Mayweather. I mean, at this point, it's kind of strange what he does. I mean, more power to him. He's probably making tons and tons of money for these exhibitions without really any, you know, there's real no shot to like damage his legacy. I don't think he's going to lose to these guys, but if he does, does it, does it damage his legacy? He gets caught by this rising MMA fighter, right? Does it, does it ruin Mayweather's legacy? Is it like, Oh, ruin it, but it is, there is something about Mayweather's legacy is very tied to him being undefeated. But it's also it's cemented already. I almost feel like it's over. I don't look at like these fights. I'm literally looking at him I'm going, oh, he's retired and he's just trying to make some money he's doing exhibitions. Doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like um fucking uh, Apollo Creed when he fought the Russian. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't go good for him. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. the shot that did it. Yeah, that was the last uh, the shot that did it. And he's uh, apparently, the, by the way, this is the weird part. Apparently, it's to set up him versus Pacquiao again. Nobody wants to watch that fight. Um, yeah, I don't care. Uh, what about Tom Hardy, Vic? Yeah, Tom Hardy was uh, 
apparently he, he did three Brazilian tournament, Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments uh, this past month, and he took home gold in all of the uh, the fights that he took. You know, he's what? 45 years old in the divisions. What belt is he? He's a, uh, I, I, I don't know what belt. He's a blue he, belt. Oh, he, but he was beating other blue belts as well. Oh, I, I want to fucking grapple Tom Hardy. Can I beat Tom Hardy in jiu-jitsu, do you think? I don't, I don't think so. Plus, he was Bane. First of all, I literally live my life as Bane. That's my, like, I was actually born in darkness. That's true. Yeah, I think this guy would fuck you up. I saw some of the clips of him grabbing. He's got, he's got four, he's got four stripe blue belt. Dude, I, I can hang with Tom Hardy in jiu-jitsu. I don't know. I saw him submitting a bunch of people at these tournaments. So. Can I say, can we say it, please? Pull it up. I, I, I will, I can hang with Tom Hardy in jiu-jitsu. I promise you I can hang with Tom Hardy in jiu-jitsu. never done any tournaments or submitted anyone in tournaments. I didn't find great video, by the way, of that. There was just pictures because he did it very low key. He did it under the name Edward Hardy because uh, he didn't want anybody to know. And it's all for the troops, by the way, all the money that he raised. What if he was actually Ed Hardy from the Ed Hardy douchebag hat company? That, that, those hats were the whole killer. time. The whole time. Do you so have we, any of those hats, by the way? No, I don't have any like affliction stuff. I just you know what when that stuff was popular. I was so broke that I was never spending a hundred dollars on an affliction t-shirt is wasn't like I, I was more like I would get an affliction knockoff t-shirt. Me and Dave were very famous for this. Um, we would go, we wouldn't do laundry. We would go to models and just buy a new $8 knockoff, like affliction t-shirt. We would just be like a t-shirt right with like wings on the back. Right yeah. before a show, it's like, yo, let's look good for this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, uh, looking, looking crisp. <laughs> Oh, we were awful. Yeah, that's a good point, Brian. Brian says he fought anonymously but raised money. How does that work? I, I think that was, I was just going to answer him back. I think that's from the uh, the actual wins for winning the tournament. Oh, so he gave the money to charity after he won the money. He didn't need the money. Exactly. Because uh, he was in uh, Fury Road, man. Mad Max he, Fury Road. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, good for him, dude. I, I haven't done any jiu-jitsu tournaments just because I feel like I'm going to get fucking hurt and it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, doing the fight with Ellis, there's like a huge financial upside to it, right? You know, like I'm I'm doing it very much. Uh, a part of me is doing it because I want to challenge myself, right? But I challenge myself in jujitsu class every day. So you even said, Vic, or one of you guys just said that, like, I've never like tapped a blue belt out in a tournament. There's a fucking tournament at the end of every class. At the end of every single class, we all fucking go and we go hard. You know, like you're you're sure. genuinely this, the beautiful thing about jujitsu. What really um, puts it in a category of one is the fact that you are actually using you're actually competing and fighting every time you're doing jujitsu. You spend you know most of the class drilling, learning a move, but then the last fifteen to thirty minutes of that class, you're going live. And sometimes you go light. Sometimes you say, ah, dude, my, my shoulder's sore. My knee's banged up. You know, take it easy today. And you go very light. And you're just flowing. But more often than not, you have another guy. You look at his rank. He looks at your rank. And you go, you're trying to impress the coach. You're trying to get your ranking up yourself. And you're going hard. And you're really trying to strangle each other, manipulate each other's limbs at 100% speed. And that's the, that's that's every jujitsu gym in the country. It's what's beautiful about jujitsu. You can't do it in boxing. You can't spar like that in Muay Thai and karate or any of these striking arts. You can't even go live like that really in judo. You'll sl you, the way you slam each other like that. You, ha you know, 
jujitsu is very unique in that you really get a genuine um ever and multiple times per week even if you're sparring you're doing hard sparring in mma or boxing you're not doing it as often every time you go to jiu-jitsu class that happens so you're really getting to refine your your skill set and you really get to test yourself against other people that are as skilled or a little bit more skilled than you it's a beautiful thing and it's an amazing thing i love watching it happen but that's why i know i could compete with tom hardy i know for a fact I compete with every other blue belt. I compete with purple belts in my class. I hang with everybody. I do very Challenge well. has been laid down here. I'm ready to go, Wait, Tom. Where are you at, Tom? A lot of call? people say that I. A lot of people say that I look like um, uh, Charles Bronson, who he played. All right. Well, that's. Uh, remember, you we had Get Anthony Tambakis. Go ahead. What's up, Brian? Get him to come to Skagfest. Fight him there. Yeah. Well, no, he's fighting Ellis this year. Maybe next year. Next year. I'm going to start wearing the Bane mask and claiming that I'm Bane. I, th- I think what you need to do is call Anthony Tambakis, our old friend from the old hammer fisting days. Remember that guy? Uh, the, Tambakis. He's a producer for the movie warrior who you yes. embarrassed me in front of. <laughs> and, uh, and he uh, he's the guy to set this up. I think we need to reconnect with those old things. We need Dave, to reconnect with Tim Backus. Yes. Dave's on the fringe of Hollywood, too. Dave, can you make some Hollywood calls? Can we make this? I'll happen? get right on it. Oh, and Brian says Tom Hardy's much smaller than me. How big is Tom Hardy? 5'7", 165. I will fucking Ooh. choke Tom Hardy unconscious. I promise you. Maybe choke him right. unconscious. He's on the that mats. small? He's that small? Yeah. On the mats. Choke him fucking unconscious in front of everybody. Stand over him. And that's the other thing, beautiful thing about jujitsu. I thought I, I was connecting this with James the other day. I was like, James, I was like, you're learning to murder people with your bare hands. I was like, there's no fucking death punch. There's no death blow in jujitsu. You stop because you're a gentleman. You've decided to not continue on to the death phase of this, which is literally what fucking jujitsu is. I can choke you out to the point where up. Oh, well, now you're unconscious and now I can kill you. Now you're dead. In whatever way that I fucking want, it's a crazy fucking thing. It's very, very powerful. Dave, you, you're James's godfather, aren't you? Or you, you know, like a godfather type figure. Well, that's messed up. But his godfather wants nothing to do with them. Right, that's well. All right, so let's let's change that up. There, you need to show James Conair just so he learns <laughs> the, the ramifications of what Lewis is teaching him. Uh, not the whole part about the plane ride, but the part up to it where even a U.S. Marine can get can get put in prison. I tr- I entrust that to you, by the way. All right. All right. Fair enough. No, dude. No, dude. Don't get in his head, dude. He needs to clearly know that he can murder. <coughs> um, all right. We got to wrap this one up. Shout out to your Kratom. Yokratum.com, home of the $60 kilo. Uh, just changing our lives, everyone. Guys, go support yokratum.com if you're over 21 and in the market for Kratom. Uh, we'll be back next week with another incredible episode of Yo MMA Rap. Until then, have a great night. Yo! Oh my God!